Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Blake's Take with me, Blake Neiman. And both Oregon and Oregon State were able to add another tally in the win column, coming back when they both had key games ahead to remain atop the Pac-12 North and for the Ducks in the college football playoff conversation. Starting with the mighty Oregon Ducks, who kept their college football playoff hopes alive with an important victory over a talented UCLA team. Despite the injuries the Ducks have faced this season, the next man up came through when the season was on the line. Most notably, Travis Dye, who was in place for an injured C.J. Verdell. Dye rushed for four touchdowns on four consecutive carries, setting a new FBS record in the process. As for Anthony Brown, he was able to shut out the boo chance at home from last week and in his not-so-hot performance against Cal. With a career performance of 296 yards and 85 more yards on the ground in his uh, game against UCLA. This is all just doesn't happen without offensive coordinator Joe Moore. The head is at the head. He is just back from an emergency health situation. And with him in the booth, the Ducks will be able to stay on track. Nevertheless, Chip Kelly was in charge of the Oregon offense at one point as well. He used the hurry-up big play offense that he ran at Oregon with UCLA, helping them keep up with the Ducks in the second half. But star defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau didn't let up all night with nine tackles, four and a half tackles for a loss, two sacks, and one forced fumble. What a game for him. This constant pressure finally got to UCLA quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson, forcing him to walk off the field on the Bruins' potential game-winning drive. Backup Ethan Gavers came into the game and threw a pick on his first attempt, sealing the victory for the Ducks, who keep their Pac-12's college football playoff hopes still alive, although they may be slim. Injuries will continue to be a telltale sign for the rest of the season, but the Ducks really control their own destiny from here. If they win out, which they should considering the toughest matchup they will likely be facing, is against our very own Oregon State Beavers, who are currently tied with them for first place in the Pac-12 North. Then, if that all goes, all goes well, then they should have a solid resume build up to get into the top four. Those top four spots are never a lock until Selection Sunday, so we'll just have to wait and see if the Ducks can continue to have players step up on both sides of the ball to secure a third straight Pac-12 championship. Now on to those Beavers, who are their contenders for the Pac-12 championship, and they were looking to come out of the bye week stronger after their loss versus Washington State and trying to put that behind them. It didn't look good early on as Utah jumped out to a 14-0 lead in the first quarter. But OSU came back to life with two consecutive scores to bring the game within three. Unfortunately, a chance Nolan fumble would cost the Beavs a touchdown, putting them once again in a two-possession game. Coming out of half, though, we began to see a top 25 caliber team. The Bees are capable of becoming, with a 75-yard scoring drive right out the gates, and then some help from the special teams unit, who came up with the turning point in the game with a blocked punt by Luke Musgrave, who scooped up the loose ball and ran it all the way back into the end zone for a touchdown, giving the Beavers their first lead of the game. Besides giving up a big pass play at the start of the half, the Beaver defense was solid all night, forcing stops for the Utes on the offense with key moments from Avery Roberts with a sack on third down, forcing a punt, and then two fourth down stops on the goal line. Offensively, the Beavs have continued to put a point of emphasis on the board and trying to put points on the board and due in large part to their revived pass game. 
After a rough outing against the Cougars, Chance Nolan was able to find his rhythm again, completing 14 of his 19 passes for 208 yards and two touchdowns. Now, these aren't my boggling numbers, but they didn't need to be. Nolan in the past game just have to be a nice counterpart to B.J. Baylor in the elite run game. Baylor led the way with 152 yards and a touchdown, part of Oregon State's 262 total rushing yards. At this point, the Bees are playing for more than just a bowl game this season. Their success this season has gained national attention, with many advocating for them to be a top 25 ranked team. Right now, the Beavers are currently sitting tied with the Ducks for first place in the Pac-12 North and could possibly square off with them in a winner-take-all rivalry game. Wouldn't that just be the best? Should they beat the Ducks, they would get a shot at a Pac-12 championship, a feat they haven't attained since they were co-champions of the Pac-10 back in 2000. We'll see how this goes. I'm hoping we get a winner-take-all rivalry game. That would be the best thing to see. Last time, the Bees got the best of them. Will the Ducks get the best of them this time? But lots of more is on the stake this season with how good the teams are and how, how high-caliber the Ducks are nationally and how high the Bees can become to try and determine the winner of the Pac-12 North and probably likely the Pac-12. It's going to be great. Oregon football is really good right now. Uh, all around, Oregon State and Oregon just as a whole is doing great. I love to see these teams being highly competitive and I hope and I can't wait to see them square off head to head. Hope you all enjoyed that. You can catch all of this action and more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or YouTube. I will see you all in the next one. Have a fantastic day.